Anyways, in a John Cena moment, you can't see this coming. But welcome to episode 41 of Sons of Liberty. <laughs> Bro, I'm I am, I am, I'm Wait, turning what? off my fucking computer. Bye bye. <laughs> Wait, what was that like intro? Yeah, I'm trying to see this. You can't see us. What? Yeah, because you didn't see it coming. We posted so soon after the other episode. Oh, you fucked that intro up. Bro. Yeah, yeah, no, that. I got it, I got it. Nah, nah, you've been relieved of service. Nah, All right, you gotta redo it. You gotta redo it. Make it good, you know. Oh, Sonny Kaka, right now. Yeah, bro, redo it. All right, <clears throat> let me clear it there real quick. Yeah, it's must be a daily occurrence for you. <laughs> you fucking gay fuck. No cap, bro. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right. Alright, welcome back, guys, to episode 41. I bet you guys didn't think that it fucked me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just let me, let me do it for Christ's sake. There's, like, no hope in that, like... Oh, my fucking. God, that was... Like, that was you, you lost all hope. All right. all right, all right, go again, go again, go again. That's all fine. Right. One more chance. Strike three, come on. Um, fighting a shrieker. Dusty 2? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me pop a squad real quick. All pop right, a squad, bro. Ready? Three, two, one. Welcome back, guys. The Sons of Liberty. We're back with another episode. I bet you didn't expect this. We're back. Episode forty-one. So soon after episode forty. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm here with my co-hosts. Uh, I'm Kaika. I like to play Destiny too, and I'm still a dirty D two casual. What? You broke the formula. It's all your fault. Also, Dude, I I gotta like mix it up, you know. Oh right, yeah, guys, guys, rebrand, rebrand. Okay. Uh, hey everybody, is King Shao back with another one? Season two, maybe, maybe, man. We'll see. No, don't don't kill. No, no, don't don't kid yourself. Come on. Don't keep our hopes up. It's never gonna happen. Yeah, bro. It's and, like the My Little Pony. And then, and then, lab, then after I say that, you say. <laughs> All right, boys. So the first topic what is. What the fuck? Joel... You didn't say the host host with the most. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. He's oh. introing it, though. Like... Oh, so, sorry. I you got to say host with the most. All right. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. All right, sorry. I fucked it up again, boys. But <laughs> I usually don't host episodes, as you know. But I'm your host with the most. Uh, Sunny Hawkeye, and our first topic is obviously our weekly uh, Biden you, slam. I'm gonna have a fucking great No, no, hey, shut up. I'll, I'll get the spray bottle. I'll get the spray bottle. I will what? put you guys back in the basement. I will put you back in the basement. Shut you couldn't up. put me Both in the basement you. if you tried. That is true. I can roll you down in the basement. I would I will, I will roll you down in the basement. <laughs> roll you down. Ow! Down. What the <laughs> fuck? You're gonna roll me down the stairs? Ow, bro. <laughs> hey, you know. All right. Maybe fat, but I still got heart. Dude, like. The redditors, they they would revolt against you, Sonny Cockeye. Real, bro. I'm gonna get all of our political compass sweeps to come after your ass. Oh, I forgot. We're just any redditor. Chow is trans fat. I forgot. He's like a transformer. Oh, like trans oh that's the TikTok. Okay, though. and you're gonna catch this server mute. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if you guys are in tune, with great the Sons start, of Liberty guys. Lore, great start. Right. Let me let me let me explain our own lore, okay? If you aren't in tune with the Sons of Liberty lore, basically, I made a, a TikTok of uh, one of the episodes we made, and Chow said. That he's trans fat when he puts on an exosuit, which will make him run like run faster. So just a little bit of lore for you guys. There. I don't think I ever said that. I think you're putting words in my mouth. I'm <laughs> being gaslit. Uh, yeah. But speaking of gaslighting, let's talk about Joe Biden. Let's talk about Joe Biden. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, 
Remember, I don't know, three months ago when the FBI raided Donald Trump's house and everyone's like, oh, what are they raiding his house for? Wait, did you say and three then, years ago or am I like... Three three months ago. Did oh, I yeah, three, three months ago? ago. I don't know, maybe. Uh, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember everybody... Well, we covered it and it was basically like uh, FBI raiding Trump. Honestly, we were kind of waiting for that to happen at some point. Because, yeah, like, but you know... The, the reason they gave, the FBI gave... For Donald Trump's raid was really stupid. They raided yeah. his house because he had classified documents. But we, we explained I, th- this I think the there were like nuclear documents or something. No, that's what the left said. They're like, what if Donald Trump has the nuclear codes? And then the FBI came in and they were like, oh, no, it's just documents Donald Trump likes. Lol. Like, possibly, like, I don't know, Kim Jong un touched a piece of paper. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that the document was classified and Donald Trump was like, I like this oh, document. Oh, that is creepy. That is <laughs> yeah, so, creepy. So that, that was like the whole thing. Yeah. All the classified documents were basically useless. And Donald Trump was president, so he could have declassified it at the time. Right? The 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 method of declassification as president is basically just waving your fucking hand in the air and saying this is declassified. So it was basically an unprovable case. Right. But Joe Biden, he had an oopsie. And this time... Okay, well, hold on. Pause, pause. Yes, We've yes. been doing this shit for 40 plus episodes, all right? Yes. And every single time we talk about Biden, you always say he did an oopsie, an oopsie poopsie, if you will. And it's like. And what do you say when a child does like a fuck up, you know? You say, I mean, oh, you did an oopsie oopsie. He has the mental capacity the of concept. a child. Yeah. Exactly. See? <clears throat> you, you gotta speak in terms of, of which you would understand. Yeah. You speak in retard terms. You know? uh, um, yeah. Bro, you're not allowed <laughs> to say that anymore. <laughs> Oh yeah, shit! I forgot. Retards shit. won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can say that I have the R pass. Yes, the R pass. The hard R pass. <laughs> Not that hard R. <laughs> um. Anyways, so the oopsie he made was, uh, right as he was getting out of vice president, supposedly, classified documents sort of entered Joe Biden's house and entered the Penn Biden Library somehow, some way or another. Joe Biden had no knowledge of these documents. Like they just crept up at his house at night while he wasn't looking like he does with little children. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and the big issue with this is Joe Biden at the time, he was vice president, meaning he didn't have declassification power. So he committed. Okay. A yeah. I, th- I think it's uh, worth clarifying here. Uh, we're talking about uh, uh, like back when Joe Biden was vice president. I- I believe under Obama. Yeah, right as the Obama administration ended. So right when yeah. Donald Trump was uh, becoming president, somehow classified documents entered his house. Right. So we're not talking about like now, now Biden. So you know this Biden still has like a couple brain cells left. Right, and um, and the whole rollout of the information was really weird because uh, supposedly Biden's lawyers, and it's kind of weird that his lawyers somehow found these, but his lawyers found classified documents initially at the Penn Biden estate or not a state library. Uh, it's a library dedicated to Joe Biden in Penn university. And they found classified documents there a couple days before the election, but that wasn't revealed to the public. But we all know that Donald Trump's situation was kind of revealed, you know, a couple of days prior. So it kind of raises question of the FBI's motive, right? Why would you leak Donald Trump's situation, but not leak, uh, leak, excuse me, 
Joe Biden situation right before the election. It Absolutely. Kind of shows, yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely a bias. I think we could all agree there. Yeah. And Joe Biden came out. He he made a big fat lie. Number one. Initially, he was like, "Okay, I made a small mistake. These are the only documents I misplaced. Uh, they're at my library. I don't have access to them, but they're they're safe and secure." Right. His yeah. argument was they're safe and secure. Now the problem with that argument is, the law does not care. <laughs> if you mishandled the documents, right? The the law actually cares if you committed the crime. Right. The crime <laughs> states you mishandled documents. There's, it doesn't care about intent. But that doesn't matter because a couple of days later, it surfaced that Joe Biden actually had documents, classified documents, in his fucking garage. Bruh. You guys don't know this. According to Joe Biden... Safe and secure, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. According to Joe Biden, his garage is the most safe and secure place on the planet. You know, let me let me ask Bro. you guys a question. <laughs> the entrance to the basement's in the garage. That's how he knows. Exactly. I mean, Honestly, yeah. That's where he keeps all the kids. <laughs> <clears throat> Great minds think alike, am I, right, boys? That's what I'm Great saying. Great minds. Um, yeah, so if you guys, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys have garages, right? How secure are those garages? Not fucking secure. Well, yeah. This man. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a giant ass door, you know, with like a. Like, I don't know, mine's got a padlock, right? Like, it, <laughs> it, it, it's not fucking rocket science. Yeah, it is like, literally. They are so, like, you can literally get bolt cutters, open that shit up, easy. Right? Get anything you want. Like, for all the shit Donald Trump was getting about the whole situation, at least his documents were held at Mar-a-Lago in a, in a safely secured room with 24-7 security, and the Department of Archives was duly informed about the whole situation. And he, he still got raided! But Joe Biden could literally keep classified documents in his garage, and we're supposed to pretend it's fine and dandy. Yeah. Um, but the issue didn't stop there, because on, a day later, man. more documents were found. <laughs> so it seems that Joe Biden has an infinite amount of classified documents <laughs> in his possession. Yeah, it kind of seems doesn't like. Know about them. Uh, and and just to be clear, right? Uh, the whole thing with you know Trump having classified documents that was once. So, Biden's now been found for this shit multiple times in multiple different locations. Yeah, and... That kind of seems sketch to me. Trump informed the Department of Archives that he had the documents and where they were located. And they still decided to raid him. For for no apparent reason, so... you know, What do you mean no has... apparent reason? He's Orange Man! You're right, Orange Man can't be human, he's bad. Dude, the, the reason's built in. Yeah, exactly. man equal bad. Simple as. Sure. And so, uh, I mean, th- there's th- there's a major hypocrisy in this this whole situation. Yeah, I think we've outlined that pretty clear. With, I mean, uh, at this point, I would actually be more surprised if there wasn't kind of a yeah. you know major, very blatant hypocrisy when it comes to who gets raided and who doesn't. But you know. Yeah, and the Democrats' response were like. Oh man, Joe Biden, he's like, I don't know if this is an ageist thing or what is it, ableist? What, what is the term for being racist towards age? Or being, having... Uh, yeah, it's ableist. Um. Oh, it's ableist. Yeah, they're like... Wait, no, no, fuck, fuck, I fucked up. Yeah, it's ageist. It's ageist. Ageist, right? Okay. Uh, Joe, See, Joe Biden terms. dementia moment. Um, Bro, they were like, I have Joe oh. Biden in my room. He's rubbing off on me. Wait, no, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> don't take so, that the wrong way. <laughs> just check me tear at night, bro. Boys, just check our Twitter. It's there. Yeah. That's, that's proof. We met Joe Biden, guys. That, that's me, bro. 
Well, I mean, you met him first, but we met him later on. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're talking about like he's my boyfriend. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> no, like, he can't be your boyfriend. Like he likes little boys, not big boys. No cap. Yeah, I'm I'm over the edge of consent. Yeah, not not gonna work out for him. Yeah, so it doesn't work. Um, but I think that's it for that topic. Yeah. Um, pretty clear. Um, the hypocrisy. Honestly, the it. thing that really just gets me is like the fact that it was like multiple locations. It's, it's like, are they even trying? You know? Yeah, I mean, the bigger issue for me is Joe Biden clearly violated a law. Yeah. And Donald Trump clearly did not violate a law. To be clear, it's, it's unclear. A, a law, not Allah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there you go. Joe I'm trying to transition this. Ah, there you go, Joe Biden. Speaking of weird people. Oh, 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 come, don't do it like that. I got this. All right, I, I'm, I'm the master of transitions. All right. All right, go for it. So, th- there's there's a lot of uh, you know hypocrisy with this whole Biden situation. You want to know what else is kind of hypocritical? Uh, you know, there's always all this talk in the media about you know how we should be you know, so, you know, proud and accepting of all these, you know, valid, heckin' cute, you know, uh, trans people. God, this sucks. I hate this bit. No transition. Fuck it. We're going to be talking about the trans issue that oh, not I got many the people like transition. The, oh, what? Okay, Speaking, fine. Just cut all this shit out. Transitions. Trans women. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> just, just cut all this shit out. Cut all... No, this is uh, staying in. This is cut the fumble out. And no, just say the trans no. issue, transitioning to trans issue. No, All right, no, so no, for no. people who aren't aware, ah. the, the topic in our script is titled The Trans Issue Nobody Is Talking About, which will probably be the title for the little clip I'm all put out. But, yeah. You know, um, essentially, there is this... I, I was scrolling Twitter, and I think I saw Tim Cast uh, quote tweet an article. I was like, oh, this is quite interesting because I am no trans expert. Right? Are you guys trans experts? Um, no, not really. I mean, I mean, I mean, yes. I'm I'm not trans myself, so I can't exactly be a trans expert. I know a lot of current shit on the gender wiki, but that's about it. Yeah, I I never really understood the surgeries that these people go through, and and this Daily Mail article actually describes it quite well, and they title it as "55 percent of trans women," so that is men who transition to women, who have quote bottom surgery are in so much pain they need medical care years later. I'm like, well, this kind of makes sense to me, but I guess this is, you know, earth-defying to the Daily Mail. And if you aren't clear on what bottom surgery is, because it is quite a oh, interesting fuck. term. Wait, hold on, wait. Should we put a trigger warning here? <laughs> no, what? Really? I don't, <laughs> we don't trigger warning. We should, because I literally said we're transphobic. Uh, okay, listen. No, 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 I mean, like, just that... The like describing the procedure is fucking horrific. Look, no, no, okay, I'm joking, the, I, right? I don't believe in content warnings, but seriously, like, I, I'm just gonna give everybody watching a heads up. This shit is nasty, all right? Like, I won't go into the specifics, okay? Oh, you wait, what? No, I'm gonna read a general definition given by the Daily okay, Mail. Okay, so. all right, whatever. And the, da- the, the Daily Mail, dumbass, but okay. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, yeah. Last moment. <laughs> The Daily Mail defines bottom surgery as, quote, genital reconstruction undergone by women transitioning to men. Cost around $25,000, which is wait, wait. quite the pretty penny. 
How so, much is it to neuter your dog? What the like a fuck? Bucks. <laughs> How much? A couple hundred bucks, right? What's the bucks? difference? What's the difference? <laughs> Just do the same thing. I mean, What's okay. the difference? Sonny actually has a point. When you see these these children, right, being transitioned from male to female, female to male, that basically counts as genital mutilation. Yeah. Seriously, because those children will never be able to use their their genitals as they were intended when they were born. Well, okay, okay. And... Maybe we should be a little more uh, crystal clear about this. You can't have kids anymore. Like, mm-hmm. like trans people are like infertile. They're sterile. Yeah, like, and that's just a side effect of going through the surgery, the procedure. Right, and I I thought this was common knowledge, but I guess to the Daily Mail it wasn't. And they they say quote much more common were minor outcomes like difficulty urinating twenty two point five percent yikes sexual problems thirty three point eight percent and poorly healing wounds twenty one point three percent now does that sound like minor issues uh, I will I will yeah. say something though um the the sexual difficulty may be in part because of the actual like you know like surgery and the yeah. the, the the side effects of that surgery. But it could also be just because there's uh, quite a bit of friction between trans people and literally every other type of sexuality that involves only cis people. So basically, straight, gay, bi, lesbian. I I think the the thing that caught me off guard was how they described it as a minor issue. Now, you know, these, these people seem to be on a different planet, but these don't seem like minor issues to myself. Like when you have poorly healing wounds, that that doesn't sound minor. Well, okay. that sounds like a fucking big issue. Uh, but but here's the thing: you have to you have to analyze it in context. It's minor when you compare it to, you could say the side effects of not getting the surgery. I think it's still if, a pretty like, big issue. If you actually have gender dysphoria, and you just do nothing about it, that might be worse. That might be worse. It might be worse. That is true. Uh, but let me go through all the side effects, okay? Yeah. All right, and this is coming from the Daily Mail, and they do uh, preface the the data they collected that the sample size was only 80 patients because this, this study was done over five years, and as we know, not a lot of trans people have transitioned in the past five years, or at least not a lot of the results have come in. So just, just preface that uh, with the grain of salt, okay? Mm-hmm. So... of the patients say they have pain-related concerns. They have uh, 46.3% say they have dilation-related concerns. 42.5% say they have bleeding concerns. 33.8% say they they have sexual function concerns. We talked about that. 32.5% say they have vaginal discharge, which... Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of normal? Like, I thought that was part of the process, but whatever. 28.7% 28.7% say they have vaginal tightness, which... Okay, I thought that was kind of... The yeah, point, right? But... Okay. <laughs> so 22.5% say they have urinary issues, which, bad. Yeah. 21.3% say they have wound healing issues, bad. 18.8% say they have aesthetic dissatisfaction, which, I don't know if you can really solve that with the fucking surgery, but whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, you know, what is, you know... Uh, a gender trans- transitioning sur- uh, surgery, but essentially a primarily aesthetic body mod. 
So right. if it's not if it's still not working, then it's kind of pointless. Because the idea is that it would, you know, sort of dilute the gender dysphoria, you know, make it less severe by making you at the very least appear like the gender that you want to be. So if yeah. that's if that's not working, or God forbid it's making it worse, then that should probably be talked about more, especially by trans advocates, but you know, whatever. No, uh, these are the heavy hitting issues that I feel like are pretty bad. Twelve point five percent say they have hair in their vagina. Probably not a good thing. Equally, uh, 12.5% say they have anatomic irregularity, irregularity, which is, um, I thought that was kind of the thing that happens when you go with the, the surgery, right? You're going to have anatomic irregularities, right? I mean, you're becoming, you're chopping off your dick and putting a vagina. That sounds like a anatomic irregularity already, but yeah. you know, you could speculate on that. 12.5% say they have mental health concerns, which is probably much higher than that, let's be honest here. 10% say they have loss of depth, which hard to kind of gauge. Depth? 10% say they have, yeah, depth. So I assume either they have mental concerns or they have trouble seeing things? Yeah, like, is it, is it an eyesight thing? Yeah, it, it could be perceived in two different ways, but, you know, like, overall, obviously... These issues, in most of, in mo- in my opinion, they seem to be a given when you go with the surgery. But I guess to a lot of people, they are not informed about these issues. So when they go through the surgery, they think, oh, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be the person I always felt like I needed to be. And there will be no problems. But obviously, there's going to be problems. Right? When you When you take that big of a step, you have to be very careful and precise with your actions. And I think a lot of people, especially children nowadays are being forced into this gender transition when there may be other alternatives that should be tried first. And yeah, no, that's absolutely. pretty much the whole... Yeah, yeah. that's... Yeah. yeah. Go for it. No, I was just saying, like, um, you know, I, I've, I've been saying uh, pretty consist- consistently for a while that uh, the process of actually, like, gender transitioning is, uh, for trans people, a bandage over a wound. It's not, like, actually supposed to be, like... I got the surgery and all of my problems related to my gender dysphoria are perfectly solved and I never have any problems with that ever again. Because, unfortunately, that's just not a world that we live in. Gender dysphoria really just seems to be, like, um, almost kind of like a last resort kind of thing. Like, like not a last resort because it would be, a, you know, a very clear, you know, path if you actually did have gender dysphoria. But it comes with a lot of side effects and it comes with a lot of problems. And it does just kind of seem like um, romanticizing it, especially for kids, is maybe not a great idea. <laughs> because even for adults, it should probably only be taken if, like, that's what you need to, you know, not be in abject mental suffering. Like, yeah. with the amount of just sheer damage that it does, clearly, from all the side effects. But also just in general, like, again, you will never be able to have kids. You know, you, you will be sterile. Or you'll be, you won't, you won't go through the uh, procedure, but you'll still call yourself trans. And at that point, it's just kind of like, you know, are you really, though? 
being going through the operation is a major sacrifice and it should only really be taken if uh it's 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 what you need to make the mental illness like better if if to make it livable to make uh your life work for you and i, I will say this it's not like um if you if you're trans but you like never want to get the surgery that doesn't necessarily mean that like every single person who's like that isn't trans but it's a pretty good filter or like essentially like a litmus test for trans people because if they won't go through the surgery and they're just going to say that they're the other gender but not actually do anything about it they won't take hormones they won't they won't do the surgery it does just kind of seem like um like maybe they're just pretending to be trans for clout and you know maybe you could say that to me being transphobic but seriously go on twitter for like five seconds you'll see those people like anybody with she they or he they in their pro in their pronouns major red flag i do not trust yeah. somebody with th those kind of uh, pronouns and bio to like actually be trans and go through the pros and cons of dealing with that struggle I'm not gonna lie, and, there aren't a lot of pros. <laughs> yeah, and uh, speaking on pronouns, like people with pronouns in their bio, they have a holier than thou complex, man. I I hate it. Always, I literally yeah. like every single time you see somebody with like pronouns in bio. No, he not every time, not every time. A solid eighty percent, maybe seventy percent. They're just insufferable. They're just yeah. absolutely insufferable because they always have to make. Like every single topic of conversation, either around leftist politics, identity politics, which in practice is the same thing, uh, you know, whatever fucking, you know, uh, identity they've specifically, you know, chosen and all of the problems and kinks of that thing, um, you know, probably whatever, like, you know, autistic hyperfixation they've got at the current moment, or some combination of the above. They can never just act like a human being. And hey, I've been there, right? It is, you know, if you are, if you're on this, you know, like, it, it can be very easy to get into uh, obsessive tendencies when you're, when you're talking to somebody. But like, I feel like if you have pronouns in your bio, it's just so much worse. Like automatically. Almost yeah. all the time. Sonny, what, 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 what have you got to add about the trans issue nobody's talking about? I don't know how I view trans is like uh, like a crazy person. Like if you indulge with them and actually beat them, <laughs> there. Oh, that's right. I and forgot. I forgot. That's what you thought about trans people. <laughs> Whoops. What? <laughs> no, I just feel like why it, like give them what's the word like they're false reality like, let's say someone came out to me who was born male was like oh i'm a woman i'm like in a private setting maybe i'll call him a she but realistically i know that's a man there's nothing in my mind that would change it and that's just me i mean hey that's fair i mean ultimately that is an argument to intuition like and it's not even like intuition that you make and then you correct yourself because you were wrong it's intuition that ultimately you are on some level kind of correct about. You know, that's just kind of a fact. 
I, I don't know. I, I think uh, there there is a difference between like you know, um, uh, sort of invalidating the experience of every single trans person and having to suppress your intuition, uh, and sort of your like guttural like feeling and knowledge about a person and their gender, uh, even though maybe they tell you something that goes against that. I, I again, I, you know, as I've said multiple times, I'm a trans medicalist. Uh, you know, I've got um, a lot of you know ifs, ands, or buts when it comes to trans people. But I do ultimately think that first of all, they should be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. Come on, guys. Uh, and secondly, that even just from like sort of a moral or social or personal standpoint, as long as they're not trying to force me to say anything, I will probably cooperate just because. Um, uh, you know, well, first of all, it's 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 kind of a non-starter when you get into a conversation with somebody like that and you don't at least sort of meet him at eye level. And the second thing is that um, if they present themselves well enough as the gender that they want to come off as, and I'm assuming that it's one of the two real ones, we're not talking fucking made-up shit, real, like, male or female, if they present themselves as the gender that they want to be, um, I will call them that gender because that's what my intuition will say that that's how you're going to win me over to your side is if you can, you know, convince me that that's the truth or rather show me that it is the truth and that you're not just pretending. I don't know. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I've, I've actually gone off of, uh, on the, the intuition argument on sense of Liberty podcast. Yeah. I don't think you have, but oh, we, I have had it. Yeah. But we've oh. had, uh, for all the people who aren't unaware, we've had it with the uh, close friends. Oh uh, yeah, this discussion. Yeah, we we we've been in a private conversation on the topic. Hey, you know, maybe it'll come up this episode. Maybe it'll come up another episode. But basically, to to wrap it up in a little bow, I think you know, gender is inherently baked into human intuition, and trying to suppress that intuition is not only unnatural, but it creates cognitive dissonance, and that's why uh, it's kind of unstable to uh, you know constantly expect people to. Even with, you know, possible with other consent, you know, just call you whatever, you know, pronoun or gender set that you want. Because that's not how the human mind works. Yeah. And that's pretty much the long and short of it. All right. Anyways. um, Huh. This this one's pretty disconnected. Um, Speaking of things that will get uh, uh, the left absolutely fucking screeching about if we say anything even remotely positive. Uh, Trump. Donald Trump, Orange Man, Tangerine Human. He's coming, maybe. What the fuck? Twitter. Coming? Hey, yo, bro, you're sus. <laughs> hey, yo. hey, he might yo. come back to Twitter, guys. Yeah, he, so, so he, wait, he might? Yeah, he might. NBC reported that he might come back to Twitter because there are some insider reports telling them that he might. But uh, I'm not sure. I'm really not. Hmm. Um, kind of said a while ago that he's gonna stay on Truth Social. Right. Um, yeah. I I remember. Um, it was actually I think, uh, you know, Elon Musk who let him back, and then Trump was like, "Nah, I'm good." And it was and it was this yeah. whole thing. We, I I believe we covered it in Soul Thirty Nine. Yeah. Or was yeah. it Soul Thirty Eight? One of those. I, I think. Uh. 
I think it was 30. You know, I don't even know. You don't, know what? don't quote me. Let, let's just say it was 39. If you want to see that epic video, go watch Sons of Liberty podcast episode 39 uh, in the cards below. And if it's not the cards, uh, blame Kaika because it's his fault because he does the cards. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, Donald Trump might be coming back to Twitter. I mean, yeah, it, it'd be a good thing for his campaign because, like, how many of you guys forgot he's running for president? I didn't. <laughs> okay, how many of you guys forgot he announced his campaign to run for president? I, yeah, I think we talked about that, though. We talked about that. We, we talked about it, yeah, right? Wait, but... did, yeah, didn't we talk about uh, Trump's campaign? Yeah, yeah we, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. Yeah. But my point is that if he wants a stronger campaign, he's got to be on Twitter. Uh, well, so... yeah, because that's that's how he made his campaign work uh, last time. C- right. Because c- let's be real, right? I, you know, maybe there maybe there's, like, one viewer who's going to, like, mauled after me saying this. Who the fuck is using Truth Social? I'm just gonna yeah. say it. Tell me one person, bro. One that isn't like an NPC. They they don't exist. All right. And and, and hey, I I I'm there. I'm there with you, bro. I I think there should be some genuine competition to Twitter. I'm there, right? Uh, you know, maybe uh, what was that one website? Parlor. Parlor. Parlor would have been some pretty solid competition with Twitter. But Truth Social, dude, nobody's just Truth Truth Social. Nobody. No, nobody. Nobody. And it's kind of an echo chamber because like there's no dissenting opinion there. Yeah, I mean, come on, of course it is. Yeah. And nobody really cares. Well, yeah. When Donald Trump's on Twitter, the left's gonna get mad and then he's gonna be talked about and people are gonna know more about his message. Yeah. When he types on Twitter, the left doesn't care. So in a sense, he needs to be on Twitter so that the left could eat him. Yeah. He needs to be yeah. on Twitter so that people can get mad at him again. That's the only yeah. reason why he succeeded at all is because he was just essentially a hate magnet. And, hey, maybe you can call that a deplorable tactic. <laughs> if you know, For you sure. know. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's it's what worked. For sure. Although, you know, I guess... In a sort of paradoxical way, maybe I kind of don't want him back on Twitter. Not because I think he deserved to be banned. I, I, that, that was bullshit. But maybe it's good for the Republican Party that Trump doesn't have that base that'll you know constantly get him being talked about. Maybe he loses uh, the primary to Ron DeSantis, and then maybe... We have DeSantis versus, I don't know, whoever the fuck the DNC chooses. I don't think it'll be Biden again, but we'll see. And then that that would be the president. Because then, I mean, I can't think of anybody who would, you know, win over DeSantis. I think he's got a really strong unification of not just the Republican Party, but pretty much the entirety of the American right. I mean... The libertarians like him because of all, you know a lot of the stuff he did for Florida, you know same thing with the Republicans. The conservatives like him because, uh, you know the the leftists don't, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, Ron DeSantis is a really really good choice, and maybe Trump taking another hit is kind of a good thing. Yeah, I guess we'll just wait um, to see. 
There, I, I think it'd be a Twitter would be funny again. Twitter well, again, would be again. funny. Twitter would yeah. be funny. I, I so think for my own enjoyment, even if, I hope. even if you don't like Trump, you got to admit uh, he is a pretty funny character. And especially when Hillary was trying so hard to keep politics all de- de- divisive and safe and, you know, generally kind of just boring. Trump always spiced things up, and I think that's why he became so memorable. Because he really just was like um, uh, a celebrity president. And he, and he treated it like it was a performance, like he was an actor on a stage. Yeah. Yep. And then it got yep. to his head, which, I mean, you know, uh, who's surprised? All right, oh, so shizzle. that's uh, I that's, that's a, Trump. That's a pretty solid bow on the whole Trump coming to Twitter thing. Uh, what is next? Oh boy, it's a big fat stinky one. Okay, it's a big dumpy one. So, what? boys and one woman that's probably watching this, <laughs> no, no, get ready, no. get ready, because this is a long topic. Yeah. Um. Oh fuck, but- dude, guys, guys. You know you can't see it, but it's over. It's over a page on the script. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, here so, we fucking go. All right, buckle up, everybody, because we're talking right. about the Daily Wire versus Stephen Crowder. Now, I'm, I'm sure everyone's aware of the Daily Wire, but if Ben you versus Stephen Shapiro versus Crowder, yeah. here we fucking go. Uh, the Daily Wire. It was founded by Ben Shapiro and Jeremy Boring. I think that's common knowledge but it's always a good idea to yeah just that. in case yeah a refresher, you know? i don't think we've ever talked about stephen crowder on this podcast but he is a popular conservative activist no we have right we, we i mean we might have i don't maybe, know maybe we've i don't talked remember about a louder with crowder episode before i don't know yeah but um regardless he's a big youtuber he's got over you, you know what I'm, I'm just gonna say this all right he's the change my mind guy he is the change my mind guy. He's that guy in the meme where he's sitting on that chair <laughs> and there's a table that says change my mind. Yeah. And people input like their own text message or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And he's that guy. He's that guy. Um, and and it, he made an entire series about basically just like getting, you know, you know, leftists or college students or, you know, whoever to change his mind on a hot button issue. And almost all the time, it would devolve into a screaming match because, I mean, come on, of course it would. And that was how he basically became relevant, was just, he was almost kind of like a reaction guy, but it's even worse because uh, he didn't have to do anything. He just sat there with a sign and just, like, attracted, like, brain-dead lefties to just come and shout at him. Yeah. You know, Um. when you think about it, it was really smart. Yeah, Crowder is, uh, there's no, there's no debate on Crowder's influence on not only conservative media, but as the general populace as a whole, right? He's done great work for, for everyone's consumption, but his accomplishments don't end with 6 million on YouTube. He's also got a a good million on Rumble, which is quite impressive because Rumble is not really Rumble. a a platform that's really a competitor to YouTube. Watch Sons of Liberty on Rumble, gamers! Yeah, by the way, shout out to our <laughs> Rumble. Uh, we, we, we're there, and uh, I think we have a couple episodes there, so go ahead and, and watch those. But, um, essentially, if you guys didn't know, Stephen Crowder, he he kind of had 
uh, a distributor behind him. And that distributor was The Blaze, a popular conservative network that writes articles and has their own website and whatnot. It's kind of like a competitor to The Daily Wire. But The Daily Wire is more focused on media, while The the Blaze is more focused on, I guess, traditional sources of information, like articles and things like that. Got it. So, anyways, that was a bit of a mouthful there. So, So they're essentially competitors in the you know, conservative YouTube news anchor kind of space. Right, but that's, it's not really relevant for this conversation because although they are competitors, the Daily Wire and the Blaze, they they do kind of peacefully coexist and they have mutual respect for another. Right. The issue that comes into play is Steven Crowder and the Daily Wire. So the Daily Wire got word that Steven Crowder was about to leave his deal with the Blaze and as as they are doing, they, they've been catching a lot of W's with Jordan Peterson, Candace Owens, and uh, Brett Cooper. Right, yeah. Those are a couple major talent acquisitions they made. They were thinking that they could do a talent acquisition for Steven Crowder. And they sent him a non-binding term sheet. Now, if you guys don't know, non-binding term sheet is different from a contract. A non-binding term sheet is basically... Um, it's kind of a draft of what the contract might look like. Yeah. So... Jeremy Boring, in his video that we'll later talk about, he said it was a conversation starter. That's all he was aiming to do with that sheet. Yeah. Now, Crowder, <clears throat> he made a video saying that the, the non-binding term sheet was very horrible. Um, it was not done in a fair manner. And I'll read you guys a couple of bullet points to what his whole video was about. And then we'll go step by step and talk about them. That. So Crowder believes that the Daily Wire wants to sign him to an unfair contract for reasons as the Daily Wire... Well, this is not really an unfair reason in terms of what most people would view, but uh, Stephen Crowder does believe it. The Daily Wire offered him a $50 million payout over four years and a possible two-year renewal that would pay him $25 million. Now, <clears throat> Crowder, I think, wants a little bit more than $50 million, um, but that wasn't in the original non-binding term sheet because it was just a draft but that that's what was offered 50 million dollars mm-hmm. over four years mm-hmm. which is a lot let's be honest it's, it, that's a fuckload of money yeah the daily wire in 2021 got 100 million dollars worth of revenue so they are putting a big amount of investment on this guy yeah but but you know maybe maybe crowder thinks he's just better than that i don't know yeah i mean you know at the end of the day it's your decision whether you take the deal right yeah but the so anyways he, he goes on with this video he says that he dislikes that in the in the binding term sheet, he would have to upload 192 shows a year. Now that sounds like a lot, but if you really think about it, I mean, well, yeah, it's only it's only four shows a week, especially if you're being paid 50 million dollars. I mean, you know, you can we, we you know especially in our uh, in our podcast, right? We have discussions about. How often we should upload, how how much is too much, <laughs> yeah. right? Quality over quantity, things like yeah, that. Yeah, and how much, you know, maybe is not enough. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we, we want to keep some semblance of activity. So you guys know we haven't, you know, been perhaps tapped on the shoulder by the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> Which, by right, the exactly. way, just for the record, none of us are suicidal. We are not going to kill ourselves. If we die, you know why. Correct. So, you know, I, I'm just going to go out and say this. If I was Stephen Crowder, I'd be very grateful because it's only four shows a week. 
and he gets four weeks of vacation time, meaning that he really only needs to work Monday through Thursday, and then he has a three-day weekend. Yeah, but keep in mind also, uh, that would be um, every week consistently every year. So realistically, it'd probably like pan out more like five days a week, which, you know, is standard, you know, is, is normal. Realistically, that does seem very, um, you know, reasonable and consistent for the amount of money that he's getting paid. But that's our point of view. Just, right. just you know, empathize for a second. Put your, put yourself in the shoes of Crowder. Maybe you look at that and you're thinking, I, I could get more for my my work, my talent. Because the other thing is, um, you know, a lot of Crowder's videos are, first of all, they're long. But the other thing to consider is that. They're usually very in-depth, and they're in person. So I can definitely see that, you know, either he would have to significantly downgrade his content, uh, you know, make it shorter, make it probably a little easier to, you know, complete, to make it essentially what is one a day with weekends, right? Which, you you know, maybe uh, if that happens, the Daily Wire wouldn't exactly like that. And that might cause even more problems. But the second thing to consider is just simply that, you know, maybe it would be a good deal to someone like us in the Central Liberty channel where we get uh, no bitches and no money, but someone like Steven Crowder, who is incredibly successful, thinks he might be able to get a better deal uh, somewhere else. We just have no perspective. Right. I'm just going to say this. Even, like, I acknowledge that could be true. I would still be grateful for the offer. Oh, I, I would he... too. Are you kidding? That would no, be amazing. No, let, me, let me mention this. 192 days. If you divide 365 days, which is, I think, average, right, for the years, or 364. If you divide 365 by two, you get, like, 182. Yeah. So he has to upload basically half of the year, which is pretty good. Um, and he doesn't like that, you know, the 192 show requirement. We talked about it, how it might, it might be different for him, but he goes into the specific point where... He has concerns where if he gets hit by a bus, he can't <laughs> upload episodes for obvious reasons, right? He's Because he's, he's been hit by a bus. Yeah, okay. That's kind of a weird example. I feel like right. ev- every job should come with the asterisk that, you know, maybe maybe you get some time off if you get hit by a bus. Right, but he only needs to upload 192 episodes. So it's like, you know, if you get hit by a bus and you survive, you're probably going to recover. But that's besides the point. I think that was kind of a moot argument, but whatever. Yeah, honestly, it just kind of seems like cope. I, I, I think, uh, he's afraid of saying the truth, which is he thinks he can get a better deal somewhere else, even though this deal is very good. He thinks that he's you know hot shit enough to be able to get a better deal. And hey, more power to him, right? But you know he should be honest about that instead of being right. like, eh, but what if I get hit by a bus? <laughs> what? And and the point he was actually making, there's a kind of a separate point to if he gets hit by a bus, the Daily Wire well the Daily Wire says in the binding sheet that if he doesn't upload if he doesn't he meet certain requirements for quarters because it's quarterly, he will be penalized, financially penalized, meaning since the fifty million dollars will be paid out monthly, they'll subtract however much they value the episode. I think it was like a hundred K an episode. So if he doesn't upload, if he he misses the requirement by one episode, they subtract 100k from his payout that month, which, in my opinion, is kind of fair, right? Think about it. 
they are paying you to produce a specific amount of episodes. If you don't produce that amount of episodes, well, why should they pay you for the work you haven't done? Right. Make, makes sense to me, but I, mean, I guess he didn't like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you could also consider that perhaps, um, you know, that kind of penalty, per, you know, per lost episode is maybe a little harsh. Again, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, yet I, again, this I, is a I binding think, sheet. I think that, you know, if, if Crowder was maybe a little more honest about it, he probably could have some form of an argument as to why this deal just work, wasn't working out for him. But, fundamentally, I do think that the deal wasn't being unreasonable. It's certainly within conversation limits. Especially considering it was a draft and not the full version of the contract. And I think um, Crowder's just kind of malding and thinking that, you know, maybe if he can make this into a huge stink, that either A, um, you know, the Daily Wire will give him a significantly buffed, uh, you know, contract, basically as just leverage to just get him to shut up, or B, uh, you know, a better competitor will pick him up and give him a better deal. And this really just does seem like, um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but kind of a grift. You know. Yeah, so there's, <laughs> this is like part one, and we're only halfway through it. Oh so, my god, it never ends. Yeah, 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 so... Alright, here we go. This, another thing he didn't like was the fact that if the content he would produce at the Daily Wire, it would still be owned by the Daily Wire after his contract is over. Which, I mean, you know... In my opinion, it's kind of, it's not ideal, but you kind of understand why they're doing that, right? Yeah. And by the way, in this contract, the episodes he would produce every day, right? Or every four days a week, those episodes, they would be still owned by him because he would bear the production cost. What they're talking about in this contract is the the documentaries they're making with the talent. So you know how Matt Walsh made What is a Woman? Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're t- they're saying that if he makes a documentary like that, they would own the rights to that after he's done with the contract. I don't see how that's unreasonable. I don't think that's unreasonable at all because they would bear all the responsibility. They would bear all the camera equipment. They would bear right all the interviews. It's, all the, it's the not time just management. it's not just Crowder's work. There's yeah. other people involved in making it happen, and they and you know all those people came from the Daily Wire. So yeah, no, that makes sense. That's not unreasonable in my opinion. Absolutely. What could be, in my opinion, is a little unreasonable is the fact that Crowder has to do five ad reads in each episode. Oh! Okay. No, no. This is an important point to talk. Uh, This is sort of like a general thing with uh, the Daily Wire. I don't know if uh, any of you uh, epic gamers out there watching the Sense of Liberty podcast, probably do, have ever seen an episode of the Ben Shapiro show. But, oh my god. It's loaded with ads. This man, this man, like, uh, do, do I make the Jewish joke? No, I'm not <laughs> Jewish joke. No, but seriously, there are so many fucking like ads, and I'm not talking like just YouTube ads because you know I got I got YouTube Premium. I, I don't gotta see that shit, right? You know that's a skill issue. But seriously, <laughs> like, even besides that, just the amount of product placement, and it's a lawn. It's like a solid like three plus minutes of just pure shilling per product and it can happen multiple times it no it does happen multiple times every single episode 
Now, granted, the episodes are like an hour long each, but seriously, imagine if you were watching Sons of Liberty or you were listening to Sons of Liberty, right? And we were like, you know, like nine minutes into the video. And we're like, before we get started, have you ever heard of men? Oh, I cannot say that because that would be burning bridges. Have you ever heard of Nor? Ex have you ever heard of Dol? Everybody who heard that, who heard the first syllable, knew what I was talking about. And if you didn't, then you're, you're just boomers who haven't yeah, watched, like, calling them YouTube out. videos. But, yeah, basically, uh, no, seriously, watch anything Ben Shapiro has ever made. It is filled to the brim with ads. I, I don't know why, but he does a lot of, like, like ad reads for, like, gold companies, which... <laughs> oh, yeah, you, first you know, gold. Yeah, which, <laughs> which, you know, you think would be, like kind of out of place and then you realize oh wait like it's attracting you know conservatives and libertarians who don't believe in the dollar uh and they believe what well, they want the gold standard back which by the way based and it's like oh that makes sense actually yeah i yeah, mean gold standard FDW. i'm gonna be real it's unfortunate right that he'd have to do five ad reads but if that's the Daily Wire's business model, that's their business model. So. It, yeah, it does just kind of seem like a nitpick. The other thing to consider yeah. is that all of those ad reads are taking up uh, time. They're taking up time in the video. Correct. Uh, which means less work that, you know, Crowder has to do. And, you know, I, I don't think that Steven Crowder is the guy to be like, I'm not going to sell out. Like, like what? No, he actually said that. He's like, I, at most, I'll do one ad per video. Which is like, I mean, that that's better than five for sure. But yeah, you know, if that's their model and they're paying you fifty million, I mean, concessions can be made, I suppose. I think, like, like that would be very easy to settle on a solid uh, compromise of three a video. Yeah, Limit and one uh, five three, right? Would that be so bad? Yeah. So I don't. So. The Daily Wire actually made this point in their response video, but there's one more point that I think is important to mention, which I think is, it's one that I am unsure about in All terms right. of where I, where I stand. All right. And that is, Howard doesn't like that he could be financially penalized, meaning he, you know, the monthly payout he gets could be subtracted. Yeah. If any sponsors uh, are drove away from his content due to controversy. Oh. Or yes. if he's banned off platforms like YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Okay, now that's uh, that's tricky because right. on one hand, right, it does make sense. Uh, like, like all all you have to do is follow the money. You know, all the, all of that stuff is, you know, related to, you know, how they make their money. And if that gets hit, then it does kind of make sense on some level that you know Crowder should have to face at least some of that. Especially if he's, you know, the, the root cause. But here's the hiccup. That means that, uh, you know, him being, you know, quote-unquote deplatformed now is a direct line to his funding that anybody who disagrees with him politically can use, and it probably has used in the past to other people, um, to sabotage their freedom of speech, which obviously the Daily Wire would not wants because that's yeah. literally the fucking point of the daily wire <laughs> i, no, I, I think... don't think ben shapiro would support uh you know 
business practices that allow the leftists that he owns with facts and logic to basically be able to shut up anybody who disagrees with their hegemony. No, I think there are kind of exceptions to this rule because in Jeremy Boring's response video, I think he did mention that if a sponsor got drove away, they would try to work with Crowder because if you don't know uh, Harry's Razors, it was, I think they compl- someone complained on Twitter with one follower that they were being advertised on Ben Shapiro's show. And so what the Daily Wire is, they launched Jeremy's Razors um, as like a comp- like a competitor to Harry's Razors. Like You get it because his name's Jeremy Boring. It's called Jeremy's Razors instead of Harry's Razors. So there, there could be... So, yeah, there, there could be, I think, those exceptions. Um, so I, I think, you know, that was more... I think the Daily Wire is trying to get more leverage out of Crowder because yeah, it seems like they can make their own products in, in due time and it, they could really not be that affected. But the being banned off platforms and then his the money stopping, it's unfortunate because, you know, in a sense, I kind of am an advocate for um, not caring about what big tech wants you to think and say online. I think you should speak what you want to say, but there are certain rules and parameters you must conform and, to. But, if you but want there's to another thing. There's another thing that I want to like specifically highlight uh, for uh, you know the, the freedom of speech argument. This is specifically going to be political videos on the Daily Wire. Well, this is um. Oh, let me clarify. This is going to be YouTube videos. Yeah. And Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So yeah. If he if he says something that would upset the the people that are in charge of those organizations yeah, and his stuff gets banned off there. They would have to cut. I think it was like 15% for Spotify, 24 Apple podcast, 20 for YouTube. And I think it was like 10% for Google podcast. Or Amazon podcast, whatever it was like <laughs> Long that. Google podcasts, by the way, send the Liberty on Google podcast. Come and yeah, take a listen. Good shout out. We're all on these platforms, YouTube, Apple podcast. They Spotify. haven't found us yet. They haven't yeah. found us yet. It's even on Amazon Music. Can you believe that? Yeah, nobody uses that platform. So if you have an Alexa at home and you're like, man, do I want Alexa to listen to my conversation or do I want Alexa to play me The Sons of Liberty? Well, guess what? <laughs> you could tell her to play The Sons of Liberty. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, so it, you know. If any, if, any of our, uh, if any of our dedicated loyal fans uh, want to play a sense of liberty uh episode on their alexa uh record that and send it to at sense of lib 30 please i want to see that that'd be really funny yeah i'd be happy personally if uh, that was to clarify send it to us like on twitter or instagram yeah. or something not instagram I at, well i think our at is just sense of liberty with the three at the end instead of the e like like our uh normally how you spell it yeah with no spaces if anyone's interested anyways um you know, it sucks, but you also have to understand if they're making this big investment into Steven Crowder and a big income source, you know, goes away, how are they going to be expected to pay him? Right? Uh, you know, it, that that is ultimately the paradox is... Right. It's an uncomfortable truth. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't think there's a right solution to this because... Like, let's be honest. Steven Crowder, he's no fucking ninja, okay? Ninja, when he went to Mixer and he got, like, a, a guaranteed payday of, like, 20 or $30 million. Yeah, lol. 
Like Ninja had like 20 some million subscribers on YouTube. He was the most followed Twitch person of all time. He was making videos with Drake. I mean, he was just in a different position than Steven Crowder. Let's be honest about this. Yes. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I think the, the, the circumstances are different and mixer, by the way, big fucking company, they were, they're owned by Microsoft. So they had all that funding. So they could pay someone like Ninja shroud. And I don't even know who else. I mean, to be fair also to, to consider, you know, the, the political, uh, you know, sort of misalignment angle for this whole, uh, crowd situation is not to be understated. Ninja was for the most part, pretty squeaky clean. When it comes yeah. to, you know, the political stuff. Uh, so it, w- it would be very easy for a company like Microsoft to take him on. Whereas with and Steven Micro- Crowder and Daily Wire, they're working with, you know, a but little less. Yeah. And by the way, Microsoft is a trillion dollar company. The Daily Wire, I don't even think is a billion dollar company. So the funding is unequivocal. Yeah. Let's be honest here. But anyways, that was the gist of Stephen Crowder's initial video. He made a second video, but the Daily Wire made a response video. Now, something I Oh, omitted. shit, beef? Yeah, uh, they made an hour response video. The lore continues, everybody. Something I omitted in Stephen Crowder's initial video is that he did not mention the company name. But I'm sure when he says, oh, that he's going to have to do five ads in between the videos, we all know who the company that is, re- or which company is reaching out to him, right? I mean, it's quite obvious. Everyone kind of figured it out pretty quickly. And the fact that the payout was very large. Everyone kind of understood it was the Daily Wire. Because they've been making these huge talent acquisitions recently. And they kind of do a lot of ad reads. Or at least that's what I kind of took away. And that's what Twitter kind of took away. Daily Wire made a response video. And they explained everything in full detail. Ranging from the bills they have to pay. They pay, excuse me which includes their 250 employees, the marketing costs, the talent acquisitions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is why the clauses are in the, in the non-binding term sheet, right? This is, they're, they're basically explaining the philosophy. They got bills to pay. So if Stephen Crowder doesn't uh, fulfill those, those requirements, they're going to have to cut funding. Obvious. Now, Jeremy Boring, the guy who was making the response video and the founder with Ben Shapiro of The Daily Wire, he said he was willing to pay Steven Crowder up to $75 million over the four-year period. He was willing to have negotiations, reduce how many shows he needed to produce in a year, and reduce certain clauses. His main objective with the term sheet was just to get the conversation started. He said what was most likely to happen was he's probably going to increase the funding. The, the, the amount of days he needed to actually do the podcast was going to decrease uh, the fines that he would have to receive if he did something not in the company's interest would be reduced. Kind of seems slowly... like it all kind of worked out for Crowder. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seemed like it was working out for him, but something Jeremy Boring mentioned in the video is that he wanted somewhere closer to about $120 million. And once Jeremy Boring uh, heard that figure, he said no, because he doesn't have that type of money for Steven Crowder. Nor does he think that Steven Crowder is worth that type of money. So Bruh. he said that he said that they went their separate ways. It was very mutual. They've been friends for ten years. So they thought they were gonna go on their merry ways and continue their ongoing relationship. Yeah. But that did not happen. Okay. Steven Crowder, after he saw the Daily Wires episode, he thought, you know what? I gotta respond to their response video. Oh no. 
So Steven Crowder, this this video is by the way garbage. I mean, I'm sorry to interject here, but this is there are a lot of um there's there's a lot of hypocrisy and conflicting stories here. So he says that for him he never cared about the money. Right? He never cared Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, if, that's bullshit. Let's I never cared about the money. Come on now. If you're complaining about the clauses in which you might your funding might be decreased from the fifty million dollar payout because you know you might see something bad and sponsors might pull out or a source of income will be pulled because you Dude, get banned. It's a reasonable fear. But yeah, like, you don't have to say that. We understand that. This is major cope. Yeah, so I think that was a weak point. We, yeah. Let's be honest, most things are about money. And by the way, being money centric, that's not a bad thing. A lot of leftists have this perception that Well, specifically business, socialists, because it you know, it's the it's the bread and butter or lack thereof of their ideology is right. you know, capitalist bad. But the truth is, right, at the end of the day, you know, money is, you know, Money makes the world go round, all right? It's it's how, uh, you know, we gauge, you know, how much people are contributing to society and how we're contributing to one another, uh, while also giving people, you know, the freedom to live their life however they want, as long as they're, you know, doing something that, you know, other people consider to be valuable, and, you know, they get paid for it. And that's the system. And for some reason... Uh, you know, that was considered to be, like, greedy, which, I mean, yeah, there are ways to min-max money, and yeah, some of those ways are pretty shitty, but, like, therefore, all of money is bad. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, so, if you are in a free market economy, by the way, this is Econ 101, if you are in a free market <laughs> Literally! economy, and you are optimizing the amount of money you can make through trade... If you engage in trade, you are telling yourself you are going to be in a better position than you otherwise would have been. Right. If you did not engage in that trade. So trade is always a oh, net okay, benefit. Because, because think about it like this, right? If it, if, it was, if it was neutral, if it was the same as when you went in, why would you initiate it? Right. There and is if no it point. was worse, double so. Why would you initiate it? Why would you initiate trade if you think that it's going to be the same or worse than it would be if you just didn't. Because you're given a choice. That That's the ultimate thing. You know, uh, trade and economies, they're all about choice. And the consequences of that choice. I think that's uh, that's why uh, the authoritarians don't like capitalism so much. Because it's, it's too many choices for all those people. All the lumpen proles that we have to keep down. Right, and, um, and Stephen Crowder in this response video... He also mentioned that he was concerned for young talent to be signed to the Daily Wire, considering uh, considering that he saw this non-binding term sheet. But I gotta say this, right? If you're someone like Brett Cooper, who was the younger talent acquisition, who basically had nothing to her name, and then she gets signed to this big company, and she gets her own show, and she gets a steady flow of income, and she gets surrounded by these big business executives, and sure, maybe she'll get a bad payday of a six-figure cut, but that's still six figures. That's over $100,000 uh, for a young person. Yeah. Right. I, I don't understand his point here. This is... And, and by the way, um, 
Crowder eventually later on he he called Jeremy after let me, let me give you some context so basically uh boring he gave this contract or this non-binding term sheet to Crowder somewhere in October or late fall somewhere in that range mm-hmm. or I don't think it's late fall I think that's early fall or mid fall whatever you get it in fall he gave this uh this term sheet and then a few months pass around in December Crowder calls Jeremy boring and voices his concerns about the agreement after they said they would go their separate ways so out of the blue in december mm-hmm. he called him he was like bro i this this non-binding term sheet makes me sick to my stomach i just i need you how to it, it, it's like this is just such nitpicking because again not only did the non-binding term sheet i i would say uh exist within the realm of this is negotiable this is something we can talk about. This is something that we can work out, right? But even more than that, it's like, not only did you dis- disagree with it, it made you sick. Even when the guy who made it, you know, uh, even when the you know negotiator from the Daily Wire said, hey, we can tweak this. It was just a work in progress. I'm willing to make it, you know, better for your side if you want. You know, we can talk about this. <laughs> like... Why Why the repulsion? Why the drama, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, 50 million is 50 million. I just got to mention that. But... He offered 75! He offered well, 75 million! To be fair, uh, Boring said he was willing to go up to 75 million. He started at 50, so presumably... Okay, okay. During negotiations, right, they would slowly get closer and closer to an agreed-upon price. But if that price exceeded 75 million, Boring would pull out. So I just gotta make that clear. Um, but that's still really good. That's it's amazing. Let's be honest here. And Crowder in this recorded conversation with Jeremy Boring, which by the way he had no knowledge of, in December, he recorded a part where Jeremy Boring said that young talent would have to be wage slaves. Now, oh, I have, what? I have a question about the context of their conversation. Right, because after I heard this this clip, it looked like Jeremy Boring was chuckling, maybe because of the humor involved of Crowder saying, you know, fifty million is not enough. Right? Imagine Crowder saying, "Okay, you offered me fifty million. That's really bad. I can't imagine how you treat your young talent." And then Jeremy Boring is like, "Ha ha ha! Yeah, we have to uh, put these young talent to to wage slaves." Right? Yeah. As as like a funny ironic thing. Yeah. So there there could be some missing context here. Even so. I, I mean, it does kind of seem like incredibly cartoonishly villainous, which is both very funny unintentionally and intentionally, you know? Yeah. Like, what, what is the likelihood that he was being serious versus was just cracking a joke at Crowder kind of being a little unreasonable with this whole situation? Or at the right. very least, you know, not willing to you know hear the guy out. Because, again, like... They didn't just say 50 million final offer. They said, we'll, we'll talk about this. We can go anywhere between 50 and 75. That's good. And, and he also said, and he also said 50 or 75 for fewer episodes with fewer ad breaks with, you know, everything that he was demanding, he got concessions for, and he's still spitting mad. Like what? <laughs> Now, this is where the questions arise with Steven Crowder, because, look, you could think that the contract that Daily Wire offered to Crowder 
it was unreasonable, even though I think that's kind of a bad take. But you can still think that, right? I'm benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. Sure. Why not? Right. But at the end of the day, the Daily Wire is a company. They got massive overhead costs that they need to pay. So right. when they make a contract like this or a non-binding term sheet, you got to understand the context of the situation. It's It's done with the company's best interest in mind first, because if they didn't, They'd go under, and they wouldn't be able to pay anybody. Again, Econ now, 101. Right. So what I have questions about, I have questions about Crowder's pure intentions, because right after he made his first video, he na- he he actually revealed a site called StopBigCom.com, <laughs> which is kind of like a weird name. But essentially, this website outlines how you should join the resistance with him. Oh, my fight, God. Fight these big conservative media no organizations that don't have your best interest now i have a question about this because tim Cass actually revealed that this website was registered on the fifth on the 12th of december 2022 now crowder announced a split from the blaze on the 18th of december oh, and we know shit. and we know crowder called boring in december you don't think oh no so it looks like the Crowder <laughs> he was trying to make... He didn't plan this controversy from the beginning, knowing that any deal that they presented to him, he would just call unreasonable and find a way to stage it as, like, there being a, you know, sort of a collusion against independent conservative media pundits. You wouldn't do that, right? He's Steven Crowder. Yeah. Why would he do that? Look, I'm not saying he did that, but the timing looks weird. And in my opinion, like this is just so simple to me. Why would you, why do you have this type of criticism over a company that is doing net positive for the conservative movement? I mean, let's be honest here. The daily wire is an important aspect of conservative media. And for him to, to say these type of things, and but perhaps it was never about, the conservative media. Maybe it was never about alt tech. Maybe it was never about pushing back against leftism. Maybe it was just about himself. Which, you know, again, there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but the way that he's going about it is incredibly manipulative and shady, I think. Yeah, so... And by the way, right, we have all the incentive to agree with Crowder because... His stopbigcom.com, his website, whatever. It's also becoming a media organization that's going to compete with the Daily Wire. So he's going to sign young talent. So we have better... Uh, uh, we align better with Crowder because the, the stuff we say online, obviously not advertiser-friendly, even if we get to that point. Oh, absolutely. As soon as we get monetized, you can bet that we're going to be talking about all the times that YouTube you know, throws us into the bus or gets our shit taken down, or that we can't make money on it because we said too many things that they don't like. Fundamentally, I think that Crowder's message, that there should be more competition and more platforms for independent conservative or Republican or, you know, not leftist creators, I think that's actually solid. The problem is that he's not, uh, you know, making that kind of organization um, out of a genuine place. Even if, even if he genuinely thinks that he's being screwed over here by the Daily Wire, which is possible, 
We have to admit that that's a possibility. Even if we do genuinely think that he's being screwed over, he's using this, uh, you know, personal um, conflict and he's turning it into a bigger picture, you know, sort of, you know, scandal and basically making a fracture within, you know, the online right by turning one talking head against another talking head and trying to create more reasons to infight which by the way we cannot start that shit because it's one of the only things holding the leftists back from basically just consuming all of our culture even though they already have for the most part but it would be way worse if like the tankies and the ancoms and the moderate dem the democrats and the biden bros and the bernie bros like, if all of those groups were working together all the time, oh my god, we would be so screwed. Because they already have so much, like, social, cultural, and even, you could even say, governmental capital. It would just be so much worse if they weren't constantly tearing at each other's throats over the littlest shit. The right cannot start doing that. Yeah, like, look, I'll mention this really quickly. I think that in all likelihood, or let me mention this, right? I, I want to mention, uh, we, we don't have incentive to go against Crowder's, uh, right. His, his media brand or whatever. If anything, because, we have incentive to support him. Right. Because our values or maybe not our values, but with what we say online, it aligns more with Crowder's model, right? We, yeah. if we ever get an offer from the daily wire, I mean, let's be honest, it probably would never work. Yeah, because we don't like to really censor ourselves on this podcast. We like to make edgy jokes. That and also, and uh, l let's be real. There's no way that's happening. Like, even if we blow up, come on now. Like, yeah, and we we probably won't upload four episodes a week. I mean, like, yeah. Let's. Like, I'm just being honest. I see us. I see us doing that. I see us doing it. We, we, we can barely like, we can barely 50, manage one no, episode no, no, every two weeks. You guys saying for fifty million, you guys wouldn't be able to do that? No, uh, I would. But the problem is with the situation. I don't think we'd be offered fifty million. I'm just saying. No, we, we're big, talents. bro. <laughs> what if we start going to colleges and stuff? And be like, hey, like chain your mind, or like, hey, prove that I'm wrong. I actually prove wouldn't. Hate that. Or no, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Talking. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. You're gay. Isn't that literally just the Crowder thing, though? <laughs> but back. Nah, but it's like prove me wrong. It's different. <laughs> uh, hey, hey uh all of you all of you lefties out there you really want to hold creators accountable right that's your thing it's about it's a kind of it's accountability culture right so mm -hmm. how about you hold the sense of liberty accountable and make sure we never do that shit ever no we're gonna do it all right xc is doing it we're doing yeah. it next week actually i already planned it don't worry i got the my, permits my point is if we want to make sure that if we even have a chance to enter a situation where we might get a good distribution company, we would most likely align ourselves with Crowder. Probably. We wouldn't align ourselves with the Daily Wire. Yeah. Well, even though, you know, maybe uh, one of our co-hosts is maybe a little bit too obsessed with Ben Shapiro. No, but hear me out, right? What if we're in the Daily Wire shoes? What if we become the distribution distribution? company you know what if we become that company we <laughs> oh have God. to make profit somehow right yeah so well you gotta think of it like 
I personally side with the Daily Wire throughout hearing his conversation, you know. Really? Because realistically, that deal seems fair to me. Oh, yeah, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry, I got it mixed up. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, honestly, um, I don't even know if I really side with either. I think that uh, Crowder was the one being unreasonable, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's his prerogative to do this. I don't think he's yeah. actually done anything particularly wrong. It's just sketchy, you know? I mean, it is sketchy because he's like, the money doesn't matter to him, but obviously it does. Yeah, I know that 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 is very that is cap. very sketchy. Uh, the only contracts that they know about, like a lot, is NFL contracts. And I get it. You're trying to get the most money out of the company, and you're trying to get your worth, your ideal worth, what you think you're worth. But like fifty to seventy five million, that's. That's a lot. Like that's pr- really, really. And reasonable. the biggest thing is, yeah, that that that's that's the Daily Wire's offer. It's not even like that's that's what Crowder's saying, and the Daily Wire's like, nah. That- yeah, like I'm curious, what number is going on in his head, thinking, oh yeah, I'm like two hundred million at least. Yeah, w- w- watch it be a nine-digit number. He said he <laughs> wanted one hundred twenty million, or well, uh, no, he said called but, it. The, Jeremy Boring said that Crowder requested one hundred twenty million. That's like no, nah, that's too much. Patrick Holmes don't even get that in a bro, year. That's, no, in four years. But that's four more. Years. That's more revenue than the Daily Wire actually uh, got in in the year of twenty twenty one. So how, I don't see how that's possible. Either. Nah, he doesn't. There's a, he's like, all right. To be honest, no, no, it, it, I don't it really watch him that much. I don't think he's worth that much. I, I really mean, don't think he's worth hundred over hundred. I think. 80 is the max, in my opinion. I see yeah. his worth. I, I don't his know. Company's worth. To me, I don't really see it like there's an objective worth. I think it should be a process of negotiation and, you know, a, a sort of push and pull between what both groups think each other are worth. Th- this whole situation has just proved to me that, you know, maybe it is staged. And if it is staged, then Crowder was never interested in this in the first place. He just wanted uh, another reason to stay popular and relevant. And. To an extent, more power to him. You know, like, like get his back. You know, whatever he's got to do. But on yes, the other right, hand, yeah. um, the thing with uh, maybe he actually did want a deal and he thought that he was getting ripped off, then that's just him having very high standards for himself. And that's not, in, you know, inherently wrong. He just has to find a company or make a company that matches those ideals. And that's what he's doing. So... Again, I don't really think there's anything, there's anybody that's in the wrong morally. But I do think that Crowder is being possibly unreasonable or at the very least just kind of, um, yeah, unreasonable is the word. He is, he is not open to negotiation or reason, I think. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. It doesn't even matter if he's open to negotiation. If he already knew that he thought he was worth $120 million, they were offering $50 million, and he saw from the get-go this is not going to work, he could just leave it at that. There is no reason for him to go on this campaign dragging the Daily Wire's name through the mud. There is yeah. no reason. You know, yeah. offers like this probably come to him every day. And realistically, I mean, it is what it is. There. Yeah. He should have just moved on. Let's be honest here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he he definitely did drag this on, and the lasting impacts that this could have on, you know, the online right that that, that is kind of scary. So yeah, I do kind of wish maybe he didn't do that. But 
whatever. Yeah, and I think, and by the way, I think the Daily Wire is actually getting more heat than Crowder is getting, really? which is kind of weird. Really? That's, yeah, that's kind of wack. Crowder has no one really hard... has. No, see, I don't like Crowder fans. They're too, in my opinion, radical. Really? Yeah, because the Crowder fans I've interacted with, they're. Like, if you think I'm homophobic, you think I'm misogynistic, they are way more... I've always kind of seen that as Crowder was actually fairly moderate. Really? Yeah. Like, with his Changes Mind series. uh, He he was a little bit of a stickler on some of the gender stuff, but they seemed to be fairly general conservative opinions. Maybe I'm off base on that. I don't know. I actually don't know because I don't watch enough of Crowder. But... Perhaps he is radicalized over time. I don't know, because I, I I haven't seen a lot of his new stuff. I you know, I'm not gonna lie to me. I I kind of felt like, uh, Crowder kind of fell off, and maybe that that's why he's doing all this shit. That does make sense. Yeah, I mean, it could be is the the last chance he has for publicity. It is a weird situation. I think, you know, this is only gonna cause more harm. Yeah. Overall. But if you, uh, you know, if you want know. your cause to be spread, you should not do this. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And the other thing to consider is that I am a little bit skeptical about how genuine his, um, you know, his speech about wanting to help independent conservative creators is because something tells me he's the kind of person to host this platform and then do the exact same shit or worse that the Daily Wire was doing. But it'll be different because he's the one doing it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of blatant hypocrisy, I think we have another topic to get to, friends. Oh, yes. Yeah. This one's good. Yes. Oh, here we fucking All go. Right, hour and a half, by or... the way. We, we, we've, we've broken the hour and a half limit and we still have multiple topics. So right. here we go. Uh, this is going to be a long one, everybody. Maybe we'll split it into two parts. But anyways, we need, to, we need to talk about something, everybody. Um, so, I don't know uh, if, uh, why, comma, all, y'all, from the South now, uh, <laughs> remember uh, Santa Inc. Uh, from last year, I believe, around Christmas time. Uh, it was a god-awful show, I believe, on, I uh, was it on Netflix? I think it was on Netflix Netflix or Amazon video, one of the streaming services. And it was horrible. It was absolute trash. And it was, it was woke. It was cringe. It had, you know, solid uh, stop motion animation. And that was pretty cool. It was on HBO max. Oh, it was on HBO for that. But even worse. Oh shit. HBO max strikes back again for this one. Okay. I'm going to stop stalling. So (laughs) y'all know Scooby-Doo. This is, so, do, this is so fucking random. Let me. Let everybody, me everybody knows right. Scooby Doo gamers. Yes. Mysteries Incorporated is the best Scooby Doo series ever. Let me just mention that. <laughs> All right, go for it. Okay, basically, uh, so yeah, so, oh shit, I'm get, I'm getting a call from. Don't, 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 I know. I literally just told him to stop calling. What? He calling what is he doing? He's trying to get dragged into the VC. Ignore him. Turn off your phones. You too, Kaika. 
Drive from right. easy. Keep on calling. Well, I'm on sleep mode because I'm supposed to be in bed right now. But yeah. I, I I'm turning my Discord to DND. Sorry, gamers. Technical difficulties. Um, I really hope we don't leave that in because then he's gonna be like, "Yeah, I made it on the podcast." <laughs> no, I'll blur or I'll bleep out the name. So uh, okay. So um, right. So Scooby Doo. Um, it's got it's got a couple of different series. And you know they all sort of center on the same thing. It's it's the mystery gang. They have the funny van. They go to the haunted house. They look for the guy with the the sheet over him uh, who scares people like a ghost. Kind of a goofy story. At the end, they unmask the guy, and it's you know some you know side character that everybody somehow knows. You know, rinse and repeat. Uh, it aired on I believe Nickelodeon, uh, and it was uh. Uh, published by, I believe, Hanna-Barbera, the same company that did uh, the Yogi Bear series, among others. Which, by the way, um, uh, Boo Boo Bear got cancelled, like, a year ago uh, by some, like, meme lord YouTuber. I don't know why I felt like I needed to mention that. It was just kind of funny. But anyways, uh, so yeah, there's there's a Scooby-Doo reboot? Sequel? I don't fucking know. It's, it is a reimagining, let's say, and it's called, a... it's called Velma. And already this is so bad. Just from the title, you can tell Velma was one of the uh, female characters of the mystery gang. And she is now the main character. That is not the worst part. That is actually completely fine. I think uh, it's, it's no, <laughs> who watches the Scooby series? If it's not for Scooby Doo, bro, let's well, be honest. No, no, with you. I, I, know, I agree, but don't worry. We're, we're getting to the bad stuff, all right? So, first yeah, like, of all, they killed Scooby Doo last, the last movie. First of all, no Scooby Doo. The, the dog is gone. No, no, there, there's Scooby Doo. There's Scooby Doo. There is. I could have sworn everyone was No, Scooby-Doo. so Scooby-Doo. what they did is they replaced Scooby Technically, he's not it. They replaced Scooby Doo as a black female who's now in a love relationship with Shaggy. No I'm... way, bro. What? Oh. No way, bro. Okay, okay, okay. But I need to get to this point. Um, Why not a guy though? That kind of makes more sense. <laughs> but I, I, I just want to say this. So, uh, so there's the species mixing apparently of Scooby Doo. That's horrible. That is genuinely bad. But even worse, um, they, they, they race bended all the characters. So, Shaggy, who was white, is now black. Velma, who was white, is now black. Basically, all of the like a lot of the main characters are black. Uh, Fred remained white, but there's, like, a bunch of jokes about it, and the entire comedic focus of the show is how bad Fred Fred is because he's white, and also he's rich because he's white, and he's not a person because he's white, and, yeah, it's, basically, it's as bad as Scooby-Doo could ever have been ruined. I, I genuinely think this is probably the worst Scooby-Doo uh, property that's ever been released. And if if you know Scooby-Doo, they're, not all of them are diamonds in the rough. There's a lot of rough. But seriously, this shit this shit's horrible. Uh, it was released by HBO Max. Again, fucking HBO. Horrible. Uh, try me like, so fucking woke. Like, like it, it's a solid streaming service, but they're trying so hard to be like... Um, like you know, the, like the big thing because like the the spotlight's kind of being stolen right now by Netflix and by Amazon and by 
uh, Hulu. So they just have to make horrible fucking like tasteless reboots and series that basically only exist to make you suffer. Kind of like Big Mouth with Netflix. Uh, don't worry, we'll 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 uh, we'll get to that as a little tidbit at the end. But basically, uh, yeah. So they 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 race banded all the characters for woke points. All of the comedy is based around you know woke ideas. Uh, the whole premise of the show is just like being really like meta and edgy, but like in a woke way. Uh, you know, just a giant subversion of the original Scooby Doo formula. It's it's also really like adult, uh, for a show. Um, and of yeah. course, the original Scooby Doo show was a show for kids. It was a cartoon. Uh, so again, a needless subversion. The whole thing, it just sucks. It is subversive for the sake of subversive, and the writing has suffered for it. And nobody likes this. Nobody. What I what I hate the most is that. The main actress, uh, what's her name? Um, let's see, let me get her name. Mm, no, like the person playing Velma. There you go. Mindy and uh, Callie. Every thing she does, she always has to make a feminist movement about it. She always has to be woke with her. Yeah. And she, if for those of you who don't know her, she's the Indian uh, lady that's in the office. I think she's Indian, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Me. <laughs> I don't watch and The Office. Wouldn't know. That's cool, didn't ask. Anyways. Bruh! They're trying to make this, like, so woke. They made Velma by... They made the... What's the redhead chick? Um, Daphne. What's her name? Daphne Gay as well. They made... what the, the What's the white guy's name? Fred. Like, some over-cocky jock who has a small dick. They made Shaggy a high, black, fucking hippie guy who lives in his van. I mean, to be fair, he was already kind of a hippie in the show, but... No, but, like, why make him black? Oh, that kind of perpetuates a stereotype. Oh, right? Exactly. Like, isn't this supposed to be, like, progressive? Like, Like, literally, like, the stereotype that, like, black people are always high on weed? Like... And you... And the thing is, they take away the most important part of Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, right? The doll, literally the main, the like the main character, essentially, like the, the exactly. mascot of the show, uh, for which it for which it's got its name. But yeah, um, it's horrible. You know, I kind of, I kind of, if they will make a season two of this movie, they this are, thing, they are oh. making a season two. It's already confirmed. What? All right, if they They're, make a season no. three, I will watch the whole series. Why? Because I want to torture. There's no way they're gonna make a season three, right? There's no way. If they already confirmed a season two and everyone hates it, why? Why wouldn't they do a season three? No, why oh. would they? If everyone hates it, because because they want everybody to suffer and, uh, you know, like you know, rejoice in how woke they are. God damn, that sucks. That's just horrible. Look, like, look. This show makes white like straight people in general so bad, because they. Make Shaggy look bad in the show, and they make Fred look bad in the show. But like saying, "Oh, he's a small dick. Oh, he's a little white boy, small dick." It's just so bad. Like, I get it. Scooby Doo was for kids, but you can still make it a little edgy, a little bit more for adults. You know, yeah, with, without bit, going all the key into ingredients were there. Yeah, 
it it just kind of kind of seems like it's pointlessly edgy for no reason and the writing has definitely suffered for that uh now let's get into reviews right off the bat 55 percent on rotten tomatoes and a one a 1.4 out of 10 on imdb it's actually 1.3 now Oh, it went <laughs> down. down. It went, it went down. down. Audience rating summary. Let's see on Google. It says there's uh 3.5 K reviews and the average congregate is a 1.3. Unbelievable. 1.3 out of five stars. Like. <laughs> yeah, let me look. E- at even, a... even progressives don't like this shit. Like. The, like the, this series failed on every single level because in an, in an attempt to be progressive, which of course isn't actually progressive, it's just you know it's woke nonsense. But in a in an attempt to be progressive, they completely fumbled uh, the writing, they completely fumbled the direction of the show, and it's a soulless reboot. And everybody hates reboots, so they failed on all fronts. And uh, knowing the progressive mob. What's likely going to happen is uh, they're going to call everybody who dislikes the show, you know, racist and sexist and homophobic and all that shit, as they have with Santa Inc., as they have with all of these other, like, you know, soulless shows that, you know, uh, show up because they basically just want to fill time and they don't have any um, creative IPs to, you know, make for themselves. So they ruin one that already exists. And, you know, maybe you think, well, Santa Inc. was uh, original, and you'd say that, but really, it was just kind of a a parody show of those old, like, stop-motion Christmas cartoons, so. I mean, I'll just mention this. Um, it says a lot of similarities to She-Hulk. Oh, know, right, like... fucking She-Hulk! Another perfect example of, uh, you know, leftist's version of a franchise and turning it into shit. Like, yeah, that was dog shit. Yeah, that one got that like horrible. half decent reviews as well. I don't even. Well, know. yeah, well because it's a Marvel, it's a Marvel movie, and the Marvel fans are kind of a high mind. I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of done with this whole progressive reboot. It's franchises. horrible. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. Not only, keep, not only, not only are the politics bullshit, flow, but right, boys. what? Keep progressive to flow, am I right? Wait, what? What? Do you not get it? No, progressive. The oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, because it blows the main girl. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. There's your daily dose of jokeage from Sunny. Is you know. I'm, daily, I'm, it's like I'm, I'm killing myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that that was basically the 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 whole summary of the Scooby Doo show. Don't watch it. Don't do it. Or if you do want to watch it, uh. Bring a CBT device because the torture you experience from that will probably be uh, better than the show, and maybe will the pain will help you distract from the horrible writing. Uh, what's next? Blue face. Okay. Now, you guys are connoisseurs of blue face's music, I presume, right? <laughs> Was. All right. So if you guys don't know, blue face is a rapper that made hit songs like Tatiana. That's Thought and Iana. So, like, Thought Iana. Haha, lol. Yeah. A song called Daddy and Respect My Crippin'. Uh, Alright, so this is the type of music Blueface makes. So, I'm, I assume you could already kind of picture it. Yeah. Okay. Alright. But Blueface 
is in a toxic relationship with a woman named Krishan Rock. And uh, they've been in the news quite a bit recently. You know, it happens, uh, I don't know, every week or so. Something new happens. And one of the newer controversy ignited a debate on domestic violence, but this time against men. Because Krishan Rock, who is obviously to some degree mentally disabled, threw glass at Blueface's head and it appeared that she sucked. It appeared that she sucked the the glass out from Blueface's head with a vacuum. And that sounds like comedy or fake news or but it's true. So I'll play this clip right now, but as you can see, Blue or uh, what's her name? Krishan Rock is talking Blueface through her plan. Wanna go to the watches? Take a serious. I need a back in your head though. They got glasses on. It's the only way to get it out. I don't even know how to use this bitch. That's the crazy part. That's crazy. This back is not even together. Like. Bro, what is up with the sad music in the background? Alright, so this was this. Alright, no, no, listen, listen, listen. So Blueface, not only does he have an array of classic songs like Tatiana, Daddy, and Respect My Crippin, yeah. he also has OnlyFans. What the fuck? Why he uploads his own reality TV show about his life with Krishan Rock. On his OnlyFans. Yeah, so he doesn't actually upload porn, Bro. but he uploads a reality <laughs> TV show. Bro. OnlyFans. What? what? Which what? is like, it's kind of smart because you know, Patreon is a thing, but... Imagine the amount of free clout you get with OnlyFans. Like, oh, this guy posts on OnlyFans. Yeah, I guess. And um, and the funny part about the situation is people were speculating because their choice of drink is Hennessy that she threw a, a, a bottle of Hennessy at Blueface's head, which is what caused the bleeding. But Krishan Rock went on Twitter and clarified that, quote, it was a glass cup. Stop trying to play me because if I hit him with a Henny bottle... That boy wouldn't be alive. Uh, so basically, uh, she's saying, "Nah, bro, it wasn't a honey bottle. It was a regular glass cup. Like it makes it any better." But also, that that boy, uh, I I I want to die. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, we go if you guys want to watch some clips about Blue Faces and Krishan uh, <laughs> Rock's relationship. Uh, the first clip I have highlighted. Is a clip of Blueface beating the shit out of Krishan Rock oh, in the street. Oh, what the fuck? So. You all right, dude? Bro, that's not good, bro. Damn, dude. Wacky. <laughs> right, well, let's see this. Let's see this. <laughs> Why did they both fall down? You know what the crazy part is? Oh. You look at the screen, it says not so relationship goals. Like, like uh, yeah. Bro, this guy is not, not like, his, he's he's not right in the head. There's no way. This and then, is... alright. Alright, you think that's bad? Alright, well, the second clip is of Blueface punching the shit out of Krishan Rock's father. <laughs> Basically knocked his ass out. Fuck out of here, nigga! Come here! 
Bro, okay, okay. Okay, okay. If, okay. if you see someone running at you, why the hell are you just gonna stand there? <laughs> like, <laughs> is his dad, does her dad just have, like, some mental illness mm-hmm. or something before the punch? Or is this Probably. just staged as fuck? No, I think this is real because, um, there's, a, like, a lot of police reports about the, the situations. Um,. I think he's just in a toxic relationship right now. You know what? Fuck it. Blueface is currently trending right now. By the way, this is breaking news because he was on uh, the No Jumper podcast and he got into an argument with his fucking with Krishan Rock and they left off stage. Hmm. So, oh, it was, it was them talking about if she hit him in the the face with the Hennessy bottle, and she kept on saying it was just a regular glass cup. So. The controversy still brewing, people, with yeah. uh, Blueface and Krishan Rock. And uh, all I can see is irony. Uh, that's all. Only because, irony, huh? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, he beats the shit out of her, beats the shit out of his dad. She beats the shit out of him, beats the shit out of his mom. By the way, Krishan Rock got into a fight with his mom. I, I don't know if you guys want to see that clip, but like... Basically, they're the polar opposites, or they're basically a reflection of each other, not polar opposites. Is it racist to say that all this violence makes them look like complete fucking animals? No, I don't think so. Okay. Am I racist because... for asking if it's racist? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I don't think anyone would... Yeah, really uh, it's just a Liberty podcast. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that was that topic, you know. Yeah, honestly, eh. yeah. You know, I mean, eh, like domestic abuse, eh? You know. Eh. <laughs> you know what's funny though? Greta Thunberg. Domestic abuse. Greta... Oh yeah, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> <laughs> remember when Greta Thunberg was in the news, boys? Yeah. Oh yeah. With Andrew Tate. Oh yeah. Remember how everyone thought she got Andrew Tate arrested? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Greta Thunberg, she got arrested. Yeah, what? Really? Oh my god! Oh, oh my really? god, bro! Oh. But wait, wait, wait! Oh. Hold up. There's a little, there's a big little problem with this whole arrest story. Okay. Damn, Uno reverse card. All right. There's, there's a problem, Chow. Yeah. She actually, um, the arrest was staged. <gasps> she didn't actually get arrested. Oh my god! Double, triple cross. So if you watch this first clip, you could see Greta Thunberg standing with the police taking photos for this photo shoot that will <sighs> eventually be leaked to the internet. Oh my god! She lied. This is totally the first time that's happened. <laughs> you also want those for you, man? How's it going with the Abadstrasse? What's with that? Oh, it just looks too sus. She looks too happy in the photos already. That were. Leaked. I mean, to be fair, she does always look kind of smug whenever they're like. Oh, that, that's not that's not nice. That's not staged, right? No, 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 no. Look, 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 look. What? Look, look at Soul Chat. 
Dolce. All right, all right. But she should brand you the Nike brand. All I'm saying. That is Nike. <laughs> that's, that, yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> Damn, she Bought gained up. a few. If you know what I mean. <laughs> she gained up. a few. <laughs> Thank you, Edward Blue Checkmark. <laughs> Alright, um, let's see this goofy arrest. How the bro? How is this an arrest? She's just standing there. It's like the AOC arrest, you know, when she just had her hands to her back. Oh yeah, it's like that kind of that. arrest. Yeah, so it just gives some context to you people out there. Uh, she was basically doing this uh, climate change protest at a potential coal mining place. Hmm. Eh, mid. Yeah, but that sounds about right. There's a second clip with a different perspective, which is kind of funny, I guess. I don't really think it's necessary to watch it because... Oh, is it the same or am I tripping? Maybe. Well, maybe it's the same. Anyways... Uh, it's basically, I think, the same angle and whatnot, but, you know, just goes to show a lot of things are staged nowadays. Yeah. Don't yeah. believe everything you see on the internet, kids. It's all... Yeah. It's all fake news. It's all a psyop. Nothing is real. The Waffle House has found its new host. Yep. Anything yep. else about Greta Thunberg? I mean, there's not much to say. Yeah, because... honestly, um, you know, I, I, I feel like uh, I'm not, I, I'm really not surprised that the arrest was staged. I mean, she does kind of seem like she's in that protected class of people uh, yeah. where, you know, you know, getting arrested for anything is kind of off the table because she's too important politically. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think the corruption goes that deep, but I think it is at least partially like that. Maybe in practice, not in theory. For sure, I mean, I don't know, it's just, I fucking hate You know what, Thunberg. you know what, oh, me too, That's absolutely. All. But, uh, okay, so. everyone does, I think it's just a consensus. Well, it, you know, except for, except for the eco-fascists who support her. But... Oh, so, you know, little autistic children? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know why you're bringing the autists into this. <laughs> Damn, bro. My bad, down children, kids. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, she kind of looks like she has down syndrome. Eh. She kind of has, uh, you know, I won't comment on that. I don't want to be. That yeah, no. Nah. At the end of the day, at that at that sure. point, that that okay. First of all, it's very low hanging fruit. I I think it's better to debate policy than to debate uh, petty shit like appearance. No, but like Andrew Tate's it, it is so funny make fun of that. Oh, like, uh, true, be, true. I'll be sexist. For here for a second. What? So this is a rare she's a woman, so she doesn't know anything. <laughs> she she was a young woman, so she probably could handle less. All right, boys. So we, we can't comment on those things about her. Hey, so that's too far. Now that's too far. <laughs> 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 no, bro. So basically, last topic is a little rant about our least favorite content creator. My opinion, Hassan. What's his last oh, name? Oh, fuck. Wait, who is this? Sorry, I couldn't hear. Hassan Reddick? Oh, Hassan Piker. Oh, I'm thinking of a football player. My bad. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, this is, good. This is <laughs> gonna be good. This is gonna get us on the map. Sorry, my bad. Football players are not that much of a bitch like Hassan Piker. <laughs> oh, here we go. 
Bro, this man, there's a clip uh surprisingly in in that on uh he's watching a clip of uh Ben Shapiro reacting to jokes SNL made about the Daily Wire. And in there, Ben Shapiro laughs at a joke they made because they're like, Oh, if Ben Shapiro were to make a show be one fish, two fish, that's how many genders there are. And then Ben Shapiro's like, Yeah, I would write that book. You know, and laughed. And then Hans Hassan Piker is like, Oh, we all know he's liberal inside. And his two reasonings was he was born in California and he played the violin. Okay. I, I have to say this. Considering this is Hassan, um, I'm pretty sure he meant liberal in a different way than we would say it. Uh, the thing about you know, Hassan and you know, a lot of, um, you know, uh, online leftist YouTubers, they call themselves BreadTube. Uh... I'm pretty sure it it's like something to do with the conquest of bread. I'm not entirely sure why they call themselves that, but yeah, bread too. Um, they're all socialists, or at the very least, they they all follow, uh, you know, some form of socialism, whether it's economic or cultural or whatever. Um, and essentially, uh, that's their entire point. So everything that they do, content wise, it has to be analyzed with that kind of lens because, you know, socialism is inherently kind of uh, a totalitarian ideology that just kind of consumes everything, um, or at the very least, it gets there. So the thing with the thing with Assad is that um, to him, a liberal is not a leftist or like 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 a democrat, like like how conservatives would call them, like, like that's what a liberal is. Like the two parties are liberal and conservative, and liberal is left wing, conservative is the right wing. Um, to a socialist, liberal means a completely different thing. Uh, it means more like a classical liberal. Which is to say, um, you know, uh, individualist, uh, free market with minor government regulation, uh, democracy, but like representative democracy, not direct democracy. Uh, all of these things sort of make up uh, what we would call classical liberalism or what many would call true liberalism. Not uh, the, uh, you know, the bastard child that it has been portrayed as by the uh, modern day right which is literally just anything that's left of them. Um, but the socialists have the opposite problem. They call uh, anybody who is right of them liberals uh, because they see liberals... Well, actually, they call anyone right of them fascists, and then anyone who's in the center, they're liberals. But liberals are basically fascists because, um, essentially, in socialist theory, it's that uh, if, if it was a choice between the communist and the fascist liberal would choose the fascist because the communist uh would completely upend their way of life whereas the fascist you know assuming that that they weren't part of the outgroup you know maybe they would be able to get by uh and therefore quote unquote and i i i must say that i am paraphrasing this because of how brain dead the logic is quote unquote liberal liberalism is the handmaiden of fascism that's the idea so when he calls some someone like Ben Shapiro a liberal, he's not calling them a leftist <laughs> or like a center leftist or a democrat. He's calling uh, Ben Shapiro uh, not a fascist, but a fascist enabler, and therefore the same thing. It's fucking brain dead. <laughs> I don't even know why I have all of that shit just like fucking memorized, but yeah, so... It means something completely different. Still retarded, just in a different way. 
No, uh, no. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I tend to try not to hate people based on political beliefs yeah. because, you know, we're all people. We all got our own rights to our own thoughts. And also, you know, uh, every political idea ideology does come from some very, very small piece of truth, I think, you know, to some extent. That doesn't mean that all of them are valid, but it means, you know, we should have the open uh, dialogue and we shouldn't be hitting people based on their beliefs. That being said, <laughs> I think the problem I have with Hassan Piker is he'll go into a situation and he'll give a really bad take in terms yeah. of he's uninformed about everything and then he'll just shit something out. Yeah, and, and also, um, very very hostile and i think that that yeah. just, just kind of comes with the territory of being a socialist uh and you know how like totalizing the worldview is it kind of makes it so you can't really have like you know sort of what you might call like a calm political discussion because it you know it has to be about promoting your ideology you know at whatever cost and you know hassan piker is not the only one there's also there's <laughs> Vosh. Oh, the worst of them all. Yeah. There's also uh the serfs and the young Turks and you know, there are others. If anybody labels themselves as a member of BreadTube, distance. Immediately. <laughs> uh because that is like like their content, but also just the personality. It's just it's cruel and vain, and it only serves to just puppet and ideology which i mean is, all, is also what we're doing but like we're, we're, we're self-aware about it so it's different uh, we swear ooh. god did i just say fucking ooh? Yeah, oh, yeah, right. that's a clip Freudian, Freudian slip Freudian slip that'd be a fucking short dude oh uh, no no please oh, i'm gonna love that clip I, I no swear, please no no no, no, no. <laughs> it's fine I, I i can i can cut it out in in the recording software yeah i, I will yeah, save yeah. myself i will save myself yeah, no he won't people you will see the clip <laughs> no please it's gonna be you in our outro it. for every, every day in fact that's outro. where the that's where the episode ends it's just gonna be him saying ooh and then us like bullying him and then the, the outro oh, music plays <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, oh, you done fucked up now, boy. I'm not a furry, I swear. Hey, there's nothing Great wrong with saying ooh, right, guys? Yeah, there is. 100%. Yeah, I know, there is. There absolutely is. If, if you say ooh, you, you, you're going in the, in the chambers. You know what chambers. <laughs> what chambers? Please enlighten us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think that's uh, that's it for today for Sense of Liberty. Yeah, I think that's it. This was, this was a timer at? Uh, two hours and 20 minutes. No fucking. Nice, this was dude. a long one, but thank I can't you wait to all edit this. Poggers. sticking it out with us, uh, and you know we're we're I don't know this one. This one was a little. Uh, I'll be honest, it was kind of mid. Like we got good topics, but I feel like it kind of droned on for a while. You know. Yeah, the topics were pretty. Uh, we had too many topics for this. Episode, yeah, yeah, that's yeah no shite. All right, whatever. You know what? I, I'm sure we'll figure it out. But the, yeah, thank you all for watching. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go rinse my mouth out with bleach and then swallow. Uh, thank you all mm. for watching.
This has been King Shia. Season two, uh, season two will come out if I survive the suicide attempt. I'm Kaika. I'm a dirty dude casual. I'm Sunny. With with <laughs> with the most. Least. <laughs> And it's been a good episode. Bye. You worry about leaving a better planet for our kids. How about leaving better kids for our planet? Entire generation offended at everything. Getting mad that a human thinks all lives matter. We don't need black or white or left or right. What we need is common sense. We need balance. We're all in the same boat. Why are you trying to make holes? If they sink, we sink. This is madness.